Welcome to the Joint to Scale podcast. I'm Paulo Cortez. My guest today is Elizabeth Fun Delavine. Elizabeth is president and founder of the Woland Foundation, a South Florida-based nonprofit that aims to bridge the gap between education and the future workforce for women in landscape architecture. Elizabeth, thank you for uh, joining me. How are you? A pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for reaching out and super excited and grateful to be here with you today. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Thanks again. Um, I'd like to start uh, by discussing um, maybe what the Woolen Foundation sees as the ideal path for someone entering the workforce, workforce, and uh, how it differs from the traditional career path. Um, I think we can kind of expand a little bit on how you got to that, but I think that's a good place to start for for our conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, good question. So you know, we started the foundation four years ago because we started to see um, a, you know, a, a trending gap, right? And that was, uh, and I'm talking about Florida. Uh, you know, we still have a lot of learning to do and we're gonna expand to other states, but in Florida, we started to see, based on research and talking to other professionals, that there's this moment where there's a little dip between getting out of school and starting in, in, a, in the real world, per se. And so we decided to join forces uh, with, uh, you know, combined experience of people who have been in the industry for over 40 years, people who just started the industry, and myself who have been working for about, you know, 10, 12 years. And, you know, the idea is to, to, to bridge that gap because, you know, we started to see a lot of uh, lack of passion or losing the passion for why, why we do what we do. So um, yeah, in essence, that's what we said. I mean, there's a lot of uh, a lot of work that needs to be done, but the the goal is to bridge that gap. So there's a seam, you know, there's a seamless transition between the two, and uh, we can continue to focus on you know why we do the career that we do. Right? Uh, it's difficult to stay passionate about your career when there's a lot of um, situations that you deal with, like you know, paying off your loans, uh, you know paying rent, um, you know, starting new families and, and stuff like that. So, you know, we stay very focused on, on what landscape architecture is, but we tackle a lot of other issues that make it a little bit difficult uh, to, to, to have a smooth transition between the two. Do you have, was there a plan in place or something that you, because I know we talked about this in an earlier conversation about that sort of disconnect from where you're learning in school and how you start your career working at a firm or whatever, you know, whatever company or, or ways you go about starting your, 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 your career. Um, you know, in my personal experience, there was a big learning curve from starting that first job, right? There was a lot of stuff that we, I just did not know about going into that, um, into that, that position. Um, do you, are you seeing more along the lines of on the education side, sort of getting that, get bringing in more of that uh, professional practice part of it into the education, or is it more about having the, you know, maybe a a company bringing in some of that education into that first, uh, you know, first year of working? So one of the things that we've been noticing for the past years is that. There is a tremendous, I mean, f from the times that, you know, I graduated and uh, our vice president graduated, w what we've seen that is incredible is the 
increase in talent, right? And big ideas and big projects. And, and that, I think it just keeps growing and growing and growing. Uh, the part that we're lacking the most are social uh, soft skills, right? Uh, how to deal with clients, how to uh, work on your skills with, um, you know, presentations, uh, a little bit of on the production part, right? When we're in school, we have a very conceptual mindset. And like we said, we think about big ideas, but there's very little knowledge on budget, right? On budgets and how much really, how, how, how much is it? does it really cost, right, to, to save the world, which is essentially what we want to do, right? Um, it, you know, so pr production, understanding how the business works is, you know, a brand new thing for a lot of us. And, and that's when I say that there's a lot of, you know, dissolution uh, with the with the with the with the uh, industry, because when you come out to to the real world, you know, you feel like you're ready. You just you, you had all these all nighters. You work your butt off in school, and all of a sudden, uh, you you get to to a, to a real uh, workspace, and you're dealing with you know minimum requirements, uh, very limited budgets, a lot of um, projects that are you know development friendly and stuff like that, and and those tend to be the the projects that lack uh, a lot of funding. So, you know that's where we see the th that's what we need to work on right how do we keep that momentum going that you have from school and it's not only about mentoring and helping the next generation of students it's also working with the firms right and with people who are working on these really big companies that are trying to make uh, you know good projects and make the world a better place it needs to be you know a team effort between everyone not just you know the students Right. So we, we got to tackle these things, you know, the talent, the passion, the knowledge. Right. You know, with the research is growing and growing and growing. So our goal is how do we keep that going? How do we keep that momentum going and how do we make it work both for the student and these institutions or these companies who are trying to profit from the business? Right. Um, so it's it. That's that's the key. Uh, what we're trying to focus on the most right now mm -hmm. uh, uh, just now i'm remembering uh in one of my previous jobs that i held i i don't know if i was it was a conversation or maybe even an email that i sent out but there, we had a lot of new hires coming in right and they were all pretty you know within the first one to three years of work of working in the field and i made the suggestion about having a you know maybe a meeting or something where they're shown what the process of getting a project from the initial stages and walk them through all the necessary portions of, okay, there's the initial conversation, there's the contracting, there's maybe there's the negotiation, uh, what are the different elements of the contract, right? Kind of making them understand a little more why that project is in the office in the first place, right? And, and what, what the uh, expectation is of getting that project out the door. Um, because a lot of places, especially the places that I worked at, don't do that. They expect you, maybe it's not an expectation, but they're, you know, it's something that you can look up on your own or ask questions about. But if you don't know what to ask, you don't know, you know, you don't know. Um, so yeah, I think that's some, that's also something that, that might be starting to look at, you, you know, working with those firms and saying, well, how do you, um, bring people up to speed, not just on the task that they're assigned, but the overall, uh, flow of the project into an office, right? 
Yeah, it's a blue tea. And that touches into that curve, that learning curve that you're talking about. How can those firms, these companies, that, you know, whether they're small business, medium size, big offices, right? What is their, their mentoring slash learning curve program for the people who are coming in, right? There's, there's a lot of conversations that we've had where, you know, some firms don't have the money, the time, or their staff to mentor, you know, the new people coming in. And if they do, it's very limited, right? It's just, it's more like more of a, listen, I'm going to show you how this works right now. And then you're going to work on the next thing. And I hopefully, and ideally you'll just catch on and you'll learn from examples that you're going to see around the office, but it's very difficult, uh, for, uh, landscape designers who just graduated to understand the business side and the you know and the timing of a project uh, when we go to school we have these crazy deadlines right we're working whether you're working on your thesis or your first project in design studios design one design two you you save the world in two weeks <laughs> three weeks right you're you're come up with amazing concepts and like I said it's incredible what these kids are thinking about these days. But making that a reality and understanding the business side of it is what needs a lot of help. Uh, because if they have an understanding of that, you know, the idea is not to shut down big ideas, right? And big concept. The idea is to have people come in with an understanding of how those ideas can be implemented and be good for the world and also profitable for those companies who are providing you with a job. Right. So, so that you did that in your office, that, that's, that's great. That is wonderful that you started asking them before they even started working, you know, what is the process? Do you know the process? And then having these, you know, moments where you sit down and you start giving them little by little, you don't want to overwhelm everyone because if you talk to anyone about how a project works and the other thing is every project is completely different, right? There's not two projects that work the same. There's different clients, different consultants. So, uh, but understanding the main concepts and the main idea of how it works, it's it's crucial to really understanding, you know, from A to Z, how this industry works. Can you talk a little bit about uh, how the the foundation came to be? Um, how you mentioned a little bit of how you started, but how how did you go from how did you decide to start the foundation and bringing all the um, the different people involved uh, into the project into the foundation? Deep inside, I knew I always wanted to do something bigger than myself, and I thought um, at that time landscape architecture was the answer, right? It's really truly doing, it's, it's an industry that it's about giving and making people's lives better. Um, so when I started, I, I, I remember when I started working for a company, I was very inclined on the mentoring part, right? I would bring in the, I would, you know, bring under my wing, all the, the new interns and I would do little projects with them. And I really enjoyed the enjoyed the, the mentoring portion. And, you know, but I never knew what it was going to come out of it. I was just trying to do the best that I could for the company that I was working for. Uh, and as time went by, uh, you know, a lot of things started to happen. I, I, you know, everybody has a different experience in their career. Um, you had good experiences, bad experiences. So I started to um, notice and, and keep track of all the things that were happening to, to me, um, you know, both positives and negatives. But 
also keeping in the back of my mind like this this some this this happened to me and it was negative and how can i what can i do to make sure that it doesn't happen to the next person that comes around so i always had that in the back of my mind i just didn't know what it was going to become and you know the way that we started it it was you know you know i sometimes i you know i forget but you know it was very quickly it was honestly uh long story short uh there was at a time four years ago where uh I was I woke up one day I saw something on the news of some you know I don't want to get political but it was some some somewhere around around the lines of along the lines of um, you know a, a woman at the time um, really taking a big leap and being honest about something that happened to to her and having male counterparts uh, try to bring her down right so essentially I saw this on on TV and I said something sparked in me and I said we can't be living in a world where if you try to do something you're gonna get shut down for for trying and so I said you know I'm in landscape architecture what what could I do you know how can landscape architecture save the world and it was you know had nothing to do with what we do it was a, a politics um, situation at the time and so you know I it just kind of sparked and I said, you know, I might not be able to save the world, but maybe I can help women in our industry stay strong and follow their dreams and not be shut down by, you know, th things that are happening within their, their, their world. And so I brought it up to my boss. I said, listen, I have this idea that it's a little bit big um, and I don't know what it's going to turn out to be, but I'm going to start it. And unlike every other company where you have, you know, a planning phase and your mission statement and your business plan and all that, it literally just happened in one day. That, that, that idea just came about. There's a nonprofit. We're going to help women in the creative industry, landscape architecture, non-landscape architecture, to go after their dreams and to be the best versions of themselves as they can be. And so my boss at the time was extremely supportive and he was, he said to us, yeah, you know, that, that makes sense. How are you going to do it? I said, I don't know. So we've been, you know, the Woolland Foundation has been on a road of learning, right? All that we do is learn and a lot of things work. A lot of, some things stick, some things is, you know, takes us a lot of effort and they don't work, but then we get to say, we try it. It didn't work out. So, you know, it's been a, a journey. And, and I don't know where it's going to end or what it's going to turn out to be. But what I do know is that we continue to have ideas and we continue to see uh, what's lacking, who needs help, what can be done. And, you know, our creative minds help us come up with solutions. And we try different theses and ideas and theories and, and we come up with, you know, the little bit that we've been able to accomplish up to now. Mm -hmm. What has been, uh, in your opinion, the up to this point, the most successful part of the foundation? Um, you know, whether it's been a program or an event, anything in particular that you see as a success that you want to build on? Absolutely, um, and that's a very good question because, like any other, in any company, you you want to know what's a, what's a success, and you want to keep track of what works and what doesn't. What I'm starting to see in our team. Uh, that what we know for sure is that we're building a sense of community, right? We're starting to see how the experienced generations, 
right? The people who have been in the industry for a long time have a lot of talent and have a lot of knowledge and are so wise and they want to give back to the next generation. The problem lies on how do you do that? Other than giving money, right? Of course, everybody, you know, if you're a profitable company, you're gonna give money and, and you kind of believe in what we're doing and you give money. But, you know, the sense of community that we're building and all of us coming together for a greater cause has been the most successful. In terms of programs, you know, we've have, you know, a professional practice program where we bring students to work on a real world project and so they can get an understanding of project management on, uh, working with a client and doing presentations to a client you know one of the biggest things that I was super impressed to to discover was that when we go to school we do a lot of speaking right and and we present our projects and our concepts but a lot of times we do it back to our academia right to our professors to people who are in the landscape industry uh, you know and bringing them to practice having a meeting with a doctor, you know, pre presenting an idea to a doctor or presenting an idea to somebody that's absolutely outside of this industry. It has been a, a, a wonderful experience that I think that we kind of forget about. So, you know, little things here and there, but the most, uh, the, the thing that has stuck the most is that sense of community and people understanding little by little and helping us figure out who we want to be and where do we want to go. Yeah. Have you looked at or are there any plans for expansion into chapters and throughout the country, anything like that? Yeah, actually, we just flew over to Penn State uh, in in Pennsylvania and we had, you know, I had a wonderful experience with with the people up there. And, you know, it seemed to me that uh, it's only fair that we we owe it to the to the foundation to not only stay in states in the in South Florida and the state of Florida the idea is that as a country you know the experiences down here are going to be completely different than they are in the west coast so understanding and meeting those people and learning from each other is going to be crucial so we're starting to little by little you know talk to other universities and other companies that are outside of Florida but we all have it, the same passions and, and the same you know goals in mind so but we're nowhere near going getting out of the state that's going to take a really long time and right now all we're doing is talking to a lot of people absorbing and seeing how we can massage that and learn from their lessons and massage it to work in our culture in our state and see what comes out of that nice. what are some ways people can uh, reach out to you uh, or the foundation itself and either talk to you about you know working with you um with the foundation yeah absolutely um so right now we have our our main platform is instagram that's where we you know have uh, a lot of other communication with with the people that become part of it or want to be involved with us so instagram we also have on our website we have two key components which are surveys that we send out to uh, we set up for professionals and for students and the way that they communicate with us is that they'll send they'll fill out the survey essentially just you know asking very simple questions about where they are uh, what they feel they want to learn more where they're lacking what are their strengths uh, are they ready to give back 
uh, mentoring opportunities and stuff. So they fill out these surveys and we obviously read them, we review them as a team, and then we reach back out to those people and see if there's an opportunity for either a mentorship, a collaboration, or you know any any other possibilities that that's the best way to do it you know i work a full-time job too so it's it's a little bit difficult i mean i know you know that because you have your own firm and you also have the podcast so it gets a little bit um it, it's 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 a little bit difficult at times but there's always time to help other people you'll make the time yeah absolutely uh speaking of that uh maybe changing gears a little bit um you you're, you started your own uh, office, your own practice recently. Um, can you talk a little bit about that? How that came about, um, the type of work you're doing, and how you're how you are handling that business with the foundation work? I know it can be a, a little overwhelming. Um, if you can little speak to that a little bit. Sure. Started about a year and a couple months ago. Um, sometimes you don't get to plan these things and this wasn't this was definitely a time where I it wasn't something that I planned but um, I guess everything just started because when I was running the foundation and working for another company I had to teach myself how to be extremely disciplined to be able to do my job and do my job well and still have enough time to run the nonprofit and obviously I was able to do so because I had a I have an incredible team behind me, Kelsey, Roberto, Natalie, and Andy are just the most amazing people to work with. Um, so, you know, when I transitioned to to my own company is simply because I needed to, I needed to make that leap, right? It, it's impossible for me to, you know, when we started, when I was running the foundation a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, I only had the perspective of somebody that worked for somebody, right? And if I didn't make the transition to, to be a, a business owner, I found it very difficult to be inspiring to anyone about owning their own business or taking risks, right? So, but you know, a lot of other things kind of, you know, made their way into that decision. You know, I was, I was really sick. I had a near death experience and that also changed my perspective, you know? So, but a lot of things came into play and then the, the moment happened and of course I was super scared I had no idea how to how, how to open a business uh, so I've made countless mistakes uh, but I'm still here today and the you know I did sort of slow down on the foundation especially because of COVID right during COVID it was really difficult to do what we love to do which is have gatherings get people together have workshops and all these sort of things so you know doing things virtually it's though although we did we did them it wasn't our forte and it wasn't as passionate yeah it's absolutely not the same so we it was able to slow down a little bit and i was able to focus on the you know on building a clientele on organizing my business and learning you know actually learning the perspective of a business owner in this industry to then be able to give back that knowledge to whomever is planning on doing the same in the future yeah, I mean, that's great that you have the foundation that kind of is doing that for other people, right? Um, I know I, for me, it was, again, starting that business was not something that you learned in school. Um, at least I didn't, um, unless you unless you sought it out. Um, but if there is somewhere where we can go or someone can go to you and say, hey, look, I have this idea. What are the steps? How do I get to that? Where do I start, right? And that's, that's it's always a, a good a place or a good thing to have um, access to. Yeah, 
Absolutely. And, and other things is that, you know, you, I find it so fascinating that a lot of us out there love landscape architecture and we're all in it because either we, we love nature, we love people, we love technology, we love biology. But you'd be very surprised to see that a lot of us have other passions and have a lot of other talents. And when you start working for the industry, you kind of get sucked into it and you kind of forget about your other strengths and passions. So understanding or learning from others and seeing others do something uh, of that of that nature, right? That you can do two things at the same time or you can work on your passion and or how to integrate the two to create a new business. That's, a, that's an incredible thing to be able to call somebody and talk to just to that person about it and you know that community that we're creating is it's it's doing that right it's it's really helping people get out there and, and see what their limitless potential could be absolutely um elizabeth thank you for taking the time to join us uh we'll list all the links to the website the instagram um, ways to contact you in the show notes um I want to thank you for, again, taking the time and um, having this conversation. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Anytime. And it was a pleasure meeting you. You and I spoke before this and we have a lot of things in common. So we hope, I hope that we keep the relationship going and hopefully collaborate in the future and some of these great ideas. We'll definitely keep in touch and see what we can do together. Thank Sounds you very much. Good. Thank you. Have a good one. Bye.